listeners, it's uh, your pop culture movie, Jeff Malone here, and you're listening to a karaoke corner mini episode of That's Entertainment. So, uh, when I do a mini episode, it's usually just me on the microphone, and Beth is working um, very hard to become familiar with every bit of entertainment that is out there to make sure that we remain experts in the field as much as possible. Uh, If you just heard a little thing splatter around, a little um, sound effect there, wasn't added in post-production, I just um, am being, I'm multitasking because I'm putting some skin lotion on my hands right now. They're, They're chapped. It's still... Yeah, it may be spring, but I still have to deal with dry knuckles. So I, that you just may have just heard the lid, um, go, blah, 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 dance. The lid was dancing around on my desk. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it's a karaoke corner mini episode. What happens here is I ask someone to send me the names of a few bands or musical artists, and then what I do with that is I go ahead and look over their discographies and answer the question, if I were to select a song from these artists to perform at karaoke, which song should I choose? It's a bit of a recommendation thing here, you know, for your... People are always looking for advice, and you've got if you've got karaoke-based advice, I have volunteered to be... The person to come to in that situation. Now, you know, we're living, still living through a pandemic in which karaoke bars are not the safest place to gather, but uh, we can always prepare for the future. I believe that there will be a time in the not too distant future where the karaoke bars will be an acceptable place to gather again. Uh, And in the meantime, you know, you can always sing at home, you could have virtual parties. Virtual karaoke parties, that is. There, there are ways to put your karaoke attitude into action. And if you've got any interest in singing the songs by the artists I'm about to cover on this episode, please perk up your ears. Alright, this is Karaoke Corner 17. Oh, 17. Lucky, numbers, lucky teen number 17. And the lineup this time comes from Tim Foley of the Dead Times podcast. You may have uh, remembered him from the Time Loop episode, uh, the Groundhog Day in Palm Springs Time Loop episode. Uh, he was on with uh, his co-host Peter. We all had a uh, round tape table discussion about uh, some movies and TV shows that repeat themselves. And it turns out he's also into music, and he picked out a few uh, folks, some musical folks, for me to take a crack at. And they are Beck, Ween, and Warren Zevon. So let's start off with Beck, who is, uh, I'd say, you know what I'd have to say, he's one of my favorite artists of past 30 years which is about how long I've been alive so you know that's that's when uh, my lifetime is about the span of his professional career so very very uh, right up my alley for this choice here so there's plenty of great picks as you can choose from and uh, there's hey but before I tell you what my answer is I, I ought to remind everybody what my criteria is for my selections 
And uh, the, so the way I choose my songs here is, you know, I want something that's familiar, but not too familiar, that'll make the audience go, hey, I haven't heard that one in a while, but I'm happy to hear it now. And you also want something with emotional highs and lows, something that'll take everyone on a journey. Maybe make the people who are listening feel like they've become a changed person by the end of your performance. So what Beck song can you pull that off with? Uh, there might be more than one, uh, but the one that I settled on, that I was just like, oh my god, this song is just too irresistible, is Mixed Business, that's business spelled B-I-Z-N-E-S-S, off of his 1999 album Midnight Vultures. Uh, this song is just so funky, so danceable. You can, you know, shuffle your feet while you're going at it. And Beck is, he's one of the best lyricists of our time. And this song really does show that off. I mean, pour champagne on a honeybee. Uh, come and take a ride on the Baltic Sea. It's just so fun, all these images and ideas that he's conjuring up. Now, some of you might be looking ahead to the chorus of this song and go, mmm, challenge, you know, when he, when Beck goes, all right, and does it kind of low, and then the backup singers take it really high and go, all right, and you're like, whoa, I don't know if I can, some of you might be going, I don't know if I can go that low, and some of the other folks might be going, I don't know if I can go that high. Well, just do what you can. Show off your range. Do your lowest, whatever your lowest is, and then do your highest, whatever that is. Don't strain yourself. I want to pick a song that works for the maximum number of people possible. So yeah, that, that could be a challenge, that low-high swing, but do it in a way that works for you. Okay, next we move on to Ween. And this is a band that I am familiar with i've known this the the name for as long as i can think back to but i don't know their music all that well and you know that's that's those uh, types of artists provide a bit of a challenge here on karaoke corner because you know can you can i find this the familiar but not too familiar sweet spot with a band like this because, you know, is there a song of theirs that is familiar enough to a general audience? And I was like, well, you know, Ween has been around a while. Maybe I can dig in and find something that did break through enough that you can get a, a good reaction out of your audience. So I'm like, well, let me listen to some of their albums. So I first threw on The Mollusk, which they put out in 1997. It's kind of a nautical concept album and yeah, they've got some sea shanties in there which are apparently so hot right now on tiktok or at least they were a month or two ago and i'm listening through to that and i come across one song that happened to be featured in the spongebob squarepants soundtrack and you know i'm scanning through wikipedia and it looks like the entire album inspired SpongeBob SquarePants in general. Uh, the particular song I'm talking about is Ocean Man. And after I've listened to it a few times this week, I find myself just keep going and repeating Ocean Man, Ocean Man over and over again. 
You know, so this is a fun song to dig into, and I think some people in the crowd may just recognize it from SpongeBob, and they'll be like, oh, I'm ready, I'm ready to listen to this performance. So that's that should make for a, a winning formula, a weaning formula, if you will. And finally, we come to Warren Zevon. So with Beck and Ween, we started off with some guys who uh, probably had their heyday in the 90s, at least their initial heyday. But Warren, uh, his biggest bout of fame came a couple uh, decades earlier, when I would say in the 70s, when he released his, I'd say his biggest album of his career, Excitable Boy. And that's where my selection comes from. There's really two songs that I had to choose from with Warren, it was either going to be Werewolves of London or Lawyers, Guns, and Money. And this is close to a tie, I will say. If you want to go with either of those, it's going, it will likely be successful. You know, Warren's one of those great artists to consider for karaoke because it's, He's got uh, music. He's, he's, his vocal style is such that it's not too difficult to match, but it's not. It can be impressive, you know, if you really dig into it. You can, it yeah, it's not technically that challenging, but it is. It is. What's the word I'm looking for? It is. Oh my God! What that one word? Oh, come on, come on, come to, come to Papa! It is aesthetically impressive. There we go. So that's why, and that's shown off in these songs. Well, anyway, so you're like, okay, come on, just tell us which of the two you selected. Well, I went with lawyers, guns, and money, and I kind of like when it's you got this either or situation. I kind of like to go with the one that's. A little less well-known, so that's why I went with Lawyers, Guns, and Money, but, uh, you know, it wasn't because I don't... It's also because I like that song quite a bit, and I like singing along to it. It's got a lot of good grunts in there to grunt along to. That's always fun when you're not just singing a karaoke song, you're also doing some other extra vocal style, some other mouth acrobatics, mouth and throat and maybe even nostril, wherever the your it's appropriate for those sounds to be coming out of. Yeah, the, this uh, song was used uh, in an episode of Boston Legal, I think right before the cut to the opening credits. So that's uh, maybe people will recognize it from there. So that'll be funny. You know, it's, it's, it's I I think that's a good quality as well when you. Make your crowd remember moments of TV shows and movies that they love that these songs happen to be featured in. So there's a really great part of this song where there's a certain four-letter word that really could not be said in polite company 20 years ago, but we've been really testing the boundaries since then, and I think you can get away with it now in most karaoke settings, and maybe even certain settings with children under the age of 17 but we'll see I'll, I'll say it right now I but I think I'm gonna bleep myself because just to play it safe but also because bleeps are funny so just you know really make a meal of it at the part of the song when it goes the has hit the fan
And there we go. So yeah, these are that'll do it for Karaoke Corner 17. And you know, this is especially true. I gotta say that I w- would be myself very happy to perform all three of these songs that I've selected. And you might be thinking, well, of course you would. You're the one who recommended them. But there, you know, are, there are times, and you can go back and listen to previous episodes where I've said. This may not be my personal top choice of this artist, but I'm trying to select the one that I think works best for all types of singers. Uh, but And it just happens to be, in this case, with these three artists, that it intersects perfectly with my top choices and the overall crowd pleasers. So next week we should be going back to a full episode of That's Entertainment. It'll be a little uh, different format this time around. It's We're calling it Oscar Do-Over, where Aunt Beth and uh, I and our special guest look back at years past of Oscar Academy Award ceremonies and go, hey, wait a minute, there were certain actors or movies or whatever's that we were never even nominated, but we thought really deserved to win. And we're going to make our case for why the particular historical snubs really deserved the gold. And we'll, we'll reward them with our own entertainment awards retroactively. So tune in for that. And in the meantime... Follow us on social media, if you please. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can leave us a review by heading to ratethispodcast.com slash thatsentertainment. We'll read it on air if you have something to say. And, uh, of course, keep your remotes handy and your eyes open. Oh, man. The has hit the fan. <laughs>